0: Are you planning on putting in French doors that are going to block everything and ruin your dining room and outdoor space? You better call Paul.
1: All right. Hi, Eric. Welcome to Calls with Paul. Um, all right. I'm going to let's see if we can look at your design and then let the we have our our administrative uh office administrators sitting in on this, on this call. So they're gonna be looking at your plan with me and maybe hopefully gleaming some information or
0: helpful design information from what we do. Yep, and what I've, I've sent are four images. One is a sort of top down aerial, aerial mm-hmm. view. One is a perspective design view that sort of shows you what it would look like if you were standing off to the side. I, the two pictures and in one of my my challenges is that I have a u-shaped 10 by 10 kitchen and that I'm with another room that is sort of open up to that I want to incorporate into the kitchen to make oh, it okay is a the little bit dining room or uh, it's like a kind of a small ish den okay and a fire a large brick fireplace in the corner mm. and which is making it very hard to are challenging mm-hmm. to do. Hey.
1: <laughs> we're getting all kinds of emails coming in while we're waiting for yours. Hmm. Do you have any questions while we wait for this? Are there any questions you have on cabinetry
0: or anything else besides um, design? I, I'm going with a, an all plywood craft made. Okay. It's a designer I'm working with. And I'm um, picking a. i am w- picking I want a, a very low maintenance uh, countertop. I've looked at. We've looked at something uh, a product called dectin. I'm not sure yeah, if I you're mean, familiar that's with that. Very
1: expensive.
0: It in, is very expensive, and I didn't and know if you realize
1: something... that the yep. color does not go through the countertop, right? That it's only on the top surface.
0: Right. What is the like on a? certain tile floor tile like like a non porcelain tile
1: mm-hmm.
0: it, it becomes a very like a white color underneath the right if you chip it mm-hmm. of course well, when you have a countertop one, right it's not going to be on, like the, on the, the front
1: ed- yeah but eric it's not going to be on the front edge of your countertop so whatever the pattern is you have on the top of the countertop will not be on the front edge the front edge of your countertop is going to be black or some kind of solid color So what kind of color are you looking to do? Is it a white color or something?
0: It's a very dark color. It's a matte black color.
1: Oh, so if it's a matte black color, then the front edge is going to be matte black. It won't just just won't matte, just won't absolutely match the top. But my question would be is if that's if it's a matte black color, I don't know why you need that at deck time. So there'll be quartz colors that would be much less expensive, that would be probably very similar looking
0: and that's part of what i'm you know i i don't need to pull the trigger on the uh, on that mhm yeah the quartz the, uh, you know the information i get is so varied you read the more you read the more confused you get ultimately at least i have mm-hmm. um, regarding the the maintenance required like on certain things i know granite is more likely to stain quartz is not so yeah,
1: granite is harder and but some of the granite colors, it's like absolute black, which is an absolute which is an absolute black finish, it's going to be shiny. You wanted a dull finish. You wanted like yeah. a matte finish.
0: It's a matte sort of slightly, it looks almost like a little bit like sounds crazy, but almost like a leathery, like it's not a shiny, it's it's almost a little bit irregular but there's no pattern in it. Is the surface itself sort of bumpy like a leather? A
1: little bit. So then you can get absolute black in a leathered finish. And certainly that, and there'll also be other colors that when they're leathered in granite will be less than half the price of the Dekton. I think most times we use Dekton or whenever I've had a customer get Dekton it's for outdoor kitchens because it doesn't, you know, it can't stain. You can put any kind thing hot on it. You're not going to burn yep. it. And it's not going to, you know, the quartz colors could never be outside. They would fade over time, whereas the Decton doesn't. So inside a customer's home, Decton is just a more unusual thing because it's so expensive that yeah. you, a lot of times it would be, you'd be doing an unusual design. That would require it, and the color that you're getting doesn't really seem so much like that. Okay, so it depends on your budget, but you know it's all the same money. But deckton's probably going to be 120 dollars a square foot or something like that, whereas a, a brushed absolute black granite countertop might be half of that. Okay, in granite, and then in quartz, some kind of black dull countertop and silestone or something like that might be 80 or 85 or maybe something like that
0: okay but, so they big big number differences there's but, a big number difference yeah and, and i'm i'm just blown away by the cost of things right now what what kind of door style is it that you're getting is it like a shaker is it uh yeah is, it's a it's a recess it's panel or something it's a recess like that? panel that's in that I guess in, in the Shaker sort of general style. It's mm-hmm. got full overlay. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has. I don't know how to just truly describe it. I'm looking at it, but it's full overlay. It's it's a recessed center panel with a with a, a little bit of the of the mm-hmm. of a
1: trim, a little bit of a profile or, on the inside profile. Of the, yeah, and then how high is your ceiling? Eight foot, and then what kind of color is this? Is it the color of the cabinets? Is it white? Is it gray?
0: Is it? It is a. It's a green. It's ah. more into a like a more grayish green. In Craftmade, it's called uh, bonsai maple. Bonsai. Okay,
1: so uh, that sounds like a kind of color that you're not going to get in a less expensive brand. You mean you're in Craftmade? which is a more expensive brand that your ceiling height is a very standard ceiling height for you to want colors that weren't greenish, that were just grayish or white or Navy blue. Those would be colors that would be easier to get in less expensive cabinet brands, even though those brands would be be still constructed just as well as craft made. But once you get to that greenish kind of color, I think you've, You've steered afar from the least expensive brands, so you're always going to be end up being in a brand that's going to be similar in price to craft made to get that kind of color. And then you know you yeah. have you also ha- going to have other options in craft made that you'll be able to take advantage of. That I don't know that are necessary. You know, just that color if that's a really important color for your kitchen. If you could do that to yes. your kitchen in a gray color, let's say. You could be in a brand like Fabiwood that's just really as well-constructed pretty much as Made, and your kitchen would be 40% less, but it's not going to have that greenish kind of tint to it. Craftmade has lots and lots and lots of finish choices that you could be doing. Is it a, a, even a stain? What's it called? I can look up Craftmade. It's a, pain,
0: it's pa- it's a It is painted. It's called Bonsai Suede. Bonsai Suede. So let's take a look at that, just out of curiosity. And the reason why we have gone towards the green was something that we in the research I've seen like ninety five percent kit of kitchens are white or white and mm-hmm. gray and I, I didn't I didn't want a big, uh, heavy wood feel I've got a lot of wood in other parts of my mm-hmm. house I didn't love that and the white just seems to be to me it was looking very generic,
1: uh-huh.
0: so that's Actually, why. So the we're bonsai that suede way. is
1: a very nice color. Yeah, um, if you could be happy with a gray finish, then if your job gets over budget, you'll be able, you could switch to a cabinet brand that would be 40% less, Yeah, that just wouldn't have that kind of greenish tint to the bonsai suede. But I mean, like Fabiwood, for example, uh, has a color called nickel. That's the color of a nickel. But it's it's definitely, I think bonsai suede is a nicer color. Craftmade does have nice colors. So that's yeah. one of the advantages. So let's see if we we still have not gotten your stuff.
0: Let's try see, you want
1: to try texting it to me? Okay. Now we're cooking.
0: Now we got everything.
1: Okay. Go to the floor plan first. I took the okay. floor
0: plan. I put some dimensions
1: on. And that's the fireplace location there. Okay. Yeah. So I got the just go to your top view again. Yeah. So one thing that you've got going on here. Is because of the, the the layout that you've done here, you're you're, yep. you're not really eating in your kitchen. So I mean, you you can you have an island in your kitchen, but Correct. you have no table in the room. And and so where are you going to have dinner with your family? Every
0: it day? is right off of the total. When you look at that, there's a arrow that says to the dining room. I have a dining room. Oh, right okay, that's right. the I, I have it. That goes to the dining. room. Yep, so, you see the dining room set up yeah. there, and right there we have a beautiful table we eat there every night
1: so I would tell you that customers do this and you know it's our job to be more negative I I think more than positive yeah because everybody expect- gets more used to different things and that to them it seems normal but yeah. in general people like to be able to be having their dinner they like to have formal dinners but if they're ha- if they're having their daily dinner every night they like to be in the room that they're cooking in. And, yeah. you know, if you're going to your refrigerator and you're standing at your refrigerator or you're at your sink or you're at your stove in this design yep. and you're working and everybody else is sitting in the dining room table waiting to be served or waiting for food to come in, you can't have a conversation. You can't ask somebody a question. You can't ask Susie if she needs help with her homework. She's sitting at the yeah. table and the table's in another room. So by keeping your dining room in a separate room, you have this breakfast area that you have for your kitchen where somebody can sit at the island. But I always say that, you know, if you go to a restaurant and you ask that to sit down and the the restaurant says, well, we only have seating at the bar right now. You can wait a half an hour for a table. Everybody will wait for a table. And they'd all like to be in a kitchen if they're having their daily dinner. If I'm designing your kitchen to sell your house, this actually hurts the value of your home. You have what we call no communication between nope. your dining area and your
0: kitchen. So the, there's even no though there's, open, there's a pocket door there mm-hmm. that, that's open, just to give you an idea from that, if you're standing sort of just inside the kitchen there, you're four feet from my table. Yeah no no
1: I understand. Yeah. I see the doorway it's not particularly a wide doorway. You have we, you know you have all the the things that we consider not you know not having communication between the two spaces. Yep, okay. Fair so enough. the solution yeah. there's two solutions to that. One would be to have a formal eating room eating area in your dining room and then yep. another area in your kitchen that would actually function better. Right now your refrigerator is sort of by the fireplace, which sort of ruins, that's a nice area to be sitting. And the the refrigerator in that location is sort of hurting it. So, you know, in my mind, the place where your refrigerator should really be is over across from your sink in the gap between the island and the other countertop. Then people can be going to the refrigerator, then going to the dining room. They don't have a mile to walk every time they want to go to the dining room table. And yep. then if they're in their kitchen working, they can go to the they can go straight from the sink straight to the refrigerator. And then your island can shift down a little bit if you want. And then the people sitting at the island are sitting into the open French doors. And, and are those actually French doors that open into the room or are they French style
0: sliders? They're going to be doors that open in. I would tell you that's not a great idea right, either. Right now, right now it's a window. Right. So if you
1: want to make that a door to the outside, Mm -hmm. don't make it a a French door that opens into the room. Because first, you can't open that door and and have a breeze come in from a screen or something without the doors being open and blocking the pathway. So what what would be much nicer is to get a French style door and have it be a sliding door, So that you could slide open that French looking door that could be divided light, but it wouldn't be the doors themselves wouldn't be jutting out into the room. And by the same token, when you open the doors with a French door, if you want to have a screen on your doors, they're going to open out onto the backyard and out onto the deck, and they Mm -hmm. could be interfering with where you're trying to walk, whereas if it's a sliding screen. It's just gonna slide out of your way. Both areas on the outside of your house and on the inside of your house are more functional. And mm. you don't have this, you know, architects constantly design things with French doors. It's what people think they like, but it destroys the inside and the outside space for utilization purposes. Okay. So French doors okay. are for design for designers, French doors are a, a luxury that usually most people's homes can't afford. So got it. And then if your refrigerator vacates from that area, now if your island comes down, you could have you could have a big bulb at the end of your island that people could sit on three sides of. It doesn't, you're not sitting into the refrigerator anymore. And then you're sitting by the fireplace and you're sitting by those French doors. It's a better place to sit. But you could also give up the, the ghost to move your refrigerator to where I was talking about before, directly across from the sink. And then just put a table against the wall where the refrigerator is at, that would sit five. And then that table, if it's against the wall, could sit five with their back to the fireplace. I mean, excuse me, two with their back to the fireplace, two with their backs to the door, and one on the end. And you wouldn't have an island anymore. You'd come all the way down with the cabinetry across from the sink where the refrigerator is. You'd have a mm-hmm. very open space with none of these tight distances and you'd have an eat-in kitchen. And so if you had that, you would then have an eat-in kitchen and a formal dining room. And that would be very attractive to a lot of people. And then nice the, flip, the flip side of that is if you really want to have the dining room be the place where you eat every day is then I take out the wall between the dining room and the kitchen so that I can have communication between the two rooms. And you could keep your peninsula that comes off of there and maybe even have seating on the back of that peninsula or no seating on the back of the peninsula. But then people could be looking into the dining room. It deformalizes your house and makes it less formal. But yeah, you know, I don't know how old you are. I'm an old, I'm an old person. I'm 63 years old. So people in my age bracket, even now want less formal homes. I mean, even though we might've gotten sterling silver for our wedding gifts, it's all just garbage now. And anybody that's young doesn't want a formal dining room anyway. They'd rather have an office than a formal dining room. Yeah. So I mean that that's the that's the, that's my sobering whatever input on the design that if it, it's me, I open up that wall and deformalize your house so you have communication to the dining room. And then if you do that, now you can move your refrigerator to the other location have your big island with like a bulb on the end with people sitting in front of the fireplace and sitting in front of the, the sliding French doors. That's a better place to sit at. You can also be sitting there and if you have a party. People can be communicating with the dining room. It's a less formal utilization of the space, yeah. but you haven't really lost hardly any cabinets or anything else.
0: Just a couple of clarifying points. Sure. If I start at the sink, you're saying on the opposite wall, that's where the fridge. So directly, and if you're standing with your sink at your sink, looking
1: at the back window, yep. directly in back of you should yep. be your, oh. should be your refrigerator. That's, so that the right. refrigerator doors are opening in, and you're standing when you're at the yep. refrigerator, you're opening into a walking space right. that is being so, used by the people yep. going into the dining room yep. and by the people going over to the island and by the people going to the sink. So the refrigerator is you know if you're cleaning your refrigerator you can kneel in front of it and be you know scrubbing and doing things and you don't have anything pressed up against your back. Whereas yeah. you've got 40 is that 9 inches or 9 49. 40 What is it? 40 It's 40 49 and a half. I mean that's totally sufficient yeah. for a distance from the front of the refrigerator to the to the island if you're sitting there. But you could—I um, didn't look at your dining room. See, look, I me mean, look at your dining room, your fireplace again. Uh, one second. So, yeah, I mean, you could, if you ended up, if you ended up putting your refrigerator there and scooting your whole island down, you could scoot your whole island down. And if you really wanted more cabinetry, you could put some twelve-inch deep cabinetry on the wall on the side of the fireplace if you liked but yeah if it's me i think i just scoop my whole island down and make that whole fireplace area sort of like a a bigger place to sit so that you if if you decide right. that you're gonna open up the wall and combine the two rooms
0: and a question for you on that that the island here I, i'm planning on being able to have three or four seats as it is you're mm-hmm. suggesting Slide. If you move the fridge, you've got a little more space. Slide, the two options: one is is to is to slide the the island towards where where the fridge is today. Slide mm-hmm. slide that down and enlarge it. The second is to well. Also, so either way, I think I want to move I, your refrigerator. The limit, so. yeah, put a table in. Right. Yeah. So So,
1: if you if you if you wanted your cake and eat it, too, then you sort of get, you know, I I can't really tell how is that island 24 inches deep in the in the
0: shallow part of it? Yeah, it's about 20. I think it's it'd be 24, 27, something like that.
1: So 24 is the cap. Those are 24 inch deep cabinets that are on the part of the island that don't have an overhang. So, I mean, the other thing, too, is that island when you look at it from the side is never going to be very attractive. I mean, we can dress it up and, and put panels on the side of it, but it's always mm-hmm. going to be skinny and sort of not very, not, not that great. And then you can never sit on the side of the Island into the stove. You're only leaving 38 inches between. Yep. And, you know, I'll just also mention that whenever people give me dimensions or when the designers from other places give me dimensions, I'm going to grab a calculator real fast. Well, it's 144 inches. So you got 144 inches. You got... Uh, how many want to do the math for me? So 144 minus 20, 25 and a half minus 26 minus... And it looks like you got 12 inch deep cabinets, I guess, on the right and back of the island. Minus... That's a 12 inch countertop there too. So that's got to be 15 minus 15. 15 with the countertop minus 15. Right. What does that leave us? 77, 77 and a half, which is 35, 36, 37, 38 and a half. Okay. So that then you have re- a lot, you have given, in fact, you're the only person that's ever given us measurements that actually accounted for the overhang of the countertop. Almost every person, oh. you know, to it, it, the power of positive thinking. They, they <laughs> go directly from cabinet to cabinet thinking that they're leaving themselves 38 and a half, but you have to subtract three inches. And so they're really right. only leaving themselves 35 and a half. But I'm surprised yeah. to see that you've got the, the more realistic dimensions. But, you know, even with that 38 and a half, it's still really, really tight. So that when your dishwasher door comes down, it's coming out 30 inches. You only got eight inches in between yeah. the dishwasher door. And the countertop. And you certainly can't sit at the island with your back going into the stove. You know, you imagine your daughter or wife has long hair. They could be if you're cooking at the stove and you vacate the stove for a second and they start laughing and lean back, they could set their hair on fire. So you're so close there that you can't sit on that side of your island. So on your peninsula, on your island. So you're only going to be able to sit on the back and the side side. So, yes. So really, in this design, you got one, two. You're really going to sit three people at three, this yeah. right now. However, once you scoot down past the end of the, past the end of the cabinetry that you have there, mm-hmm. you could really have people sort of sitting at the at the the bad side of the island if you made the thing a little bit wider, because at least they wouldn't be going into. And, you know, interrupting the use of the countertop, they'd be blocking the entrance from that area to the kitchen, right. but they wouldn't be, they wouldn't prevent people from actually working or standing at the countertop that you're working at.
0: So, Paul, if, if, if I'm following you, let, let's take scenario. the scenario you paint you move the fridge over and out. And now you can you can make it deeper there, right? you can make that island at that point. It can be a little bit deeper because you're past the counters, you're past the cabinet.
1: Yeah, you're gonna shift everything down and all those cabinets on that side, you can have your refrigerator be a counter depth refrigerator., yep. I would do it and then make everything 24 inches deep on that wall. Oh, I see that that
0: yes, where the fridge is. so this would be,
1: yeah. So everything gets deeper there and the whole thing becomes built in. And then if you want to have a little bit of countertop on the end of the refrigerator, on the left-hand side, I guess you could. And then the island just starts, you know, almost at the end of that wall and then goes into the, the fireplace. You could also embrace my design, but not all my advice and still eat in your dining room, but it's still a better
0: kitchen, right? Right, right and in, in yeah because it, what it it in it what i'm trying to do is integrate that into the fireplace and maybe the by having the island moved further towards where the refrigerator is today if it becomes a little bit larger and you can legitimately put four or five seats there you've got a you've got yeah, a better I mean,
1: you're embracing you're making now the i the end of the island that where everybody's sitting You're taking advantage of your fireplace and you're taking advantage of the doors. And if you don't have them be French doors so that they're opening everything and blocking everything, then they're not in the way. And then everybody sitting around here is sitting in a really nice place. They have the fireplace on one side of them and they have a nice view at the doorway on the other side of them. I like this. But if you do, if you did do that and you also opened the you'll lose the wall cabinets. But if you open the whole take out the wall between your dining room and your kitchen, Mm -hmm. you'd lose the wall cabinets. But you could also put bottom cabinets on the back side of your peninsula that opened into the dining room to sort of make up for that. And that would leave you with about the same amount of cabinetry total. But that would be what young people and that, you know, as time goes by, we get less and less formal. That would be the thing that if you were doing this to sell your home, that would be the design that would be the one people would like the most that the two rooms are combined they can you could be at this nice island in front of the fireplace and be at with the door on one side but also if you're you're all eating facing each other in your dining area you can still be looking into the kitchen and talking to people that are preparing dinner and and doing everything in the room got it very helpful and you only lost the three cabinets on in fact you lost three cabinets on the wall but the one cabinet that's next to the sink that cabinet can grow and could get a little bit bigger, especially right. if you put cabinets on the back of the peninsula facing into the dining room.
0: Cabinets on the back, I don't. Yeah. So
1: let's say you take out that wall between the dining room and the kitchen. That wall yeah. is, say, five inches thick. Yeah. So if now that that five inch wall is gone, if I put 12 inch deep cabinets on the back of the peninsula and then just put countertop, I now have 30 you know, seven inches of countertop, 38 inches of countertop. Oh, but I see because that you wall think- was five inches thick, I'd only be going 13 really minus five. So eight inches or nine inches, eight and a half inches into the room. So you know, I see what you're saying. you could maybe even correct that. You know, everybody's dining room table is always, the light fixture is always centered in the room because that's how architects design homes. That's where the electricians put the light fixture. But you could take that light fixture and move it away from your kitchen, more towards the back wall, farthest away from your kitchen. And yeah. then your whole dining room table can shift that way. And if it shifts that way, that way only eight inches, if the light fixture only moved eight inches, then you'd have the same distance between the wall and the the, the cabinets that we have put on the back of your peninsula. got it and you'd be able to serve from your peninsula right right into your dining room you'd have three feet of countertop you're serving right there you could also if you could move your i don't have the picture of your dining room table if you had more room in your dining room and you were able to shift that table even farther away from the kitchen then you could have an overhang of countertop and have people sit there too with or without extra cabinets on the back and then It's going to be very convenient to serve from the kitchen into the dining room with that countertop and that wall gone.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see that.
1: And then I would tell you too that in in the kitchen world, uh, yeah, our mantra is it's all the same money. So you know you're getting craft made cabinets which are really nice and very well constructed in a night really nice color, but if when you're doing this. If, you're, if you liked that design more and it cost an extra $3,000 or $4,000 to take out the wall and to maybe do some flooring repairs and some other stuff that you might have to do, I mean, it can't really be much more than three yeah. or $4,000. But if that right. was ruining your budget, I would rather have the better design and backtrack to a cabinet brand that maybe didn't have that beautiful color green and just go with a gray and save myself $7,000 on cabinets and then have another $3,000 to spend on something else.
0: And then, you know,
1: not get the color I really wanted. Gotcha. You have to decide. We just give you the numbers and we sell eight different cabinet brands. So sometimes our customers have smoke coming out of their ears, trying to decide on what they want and what's worth it. But always, I think that the better design Is the most valuable thing and then you splurge to get the cabinetry the countertops and your appliances i don't get a deck on top until
0: i've maximized everything else got it yeah that makes a ton of sense and and that's why i was like design first and then and then everything that's our
1: website that's what we try to we try to browbeat into everybody that's on our website Uh, is
0: design first and then stuff second I read that. I read every one of your blog posts, you know, the <laughs> question back and I took a lot from that. So,
1: yeah, well, you took a, I, you're you the only person that ever has given us the right measurements for the distance between the <laughs> top. So you took something from it. So you're, you know, you took your, your, you know, you took realism from it. I mean, that's part of it too, yeah. is, you know, you want to plan and think out all these things and be really considering the actual dimensions that you're ending up with and, the actual problems that you're getting because no matter how we design your kitchen, it's got issues associated with it. And you just have to, you know, our job is to, to bring them to light, make sure you understand which problems you're going to be living with. And then you pick those problems based on, yeah. you know, on the input we give you because right, no right. nothing is perfect. We can't, we can't do perfect.
0: There is no perfect, but yes, this there should... is never perfect. But it's all it's it's all trade-offs, and and uh, you have yeah. given me really good things to think about. All right, is there I'm glad we were
1: you. able to work out yep. our. Uh, I'm just curious if you ever came through. Let me just let me see if you if we ever got your email. No, we never. It never came through. So there's something that's fascinating. There's always something. Back in a million years ago, when I was in college, I I graduated with uh, Well, actually, I didn't graduate, but I finished my whole everything but my my senior project in computer engineering. And uh, there's always, you know, there's always some yeah. little thing gunking up the works that uh, when you're writing programs or doing anything, yeah. there's, there's, it's always the last little thing that's preventing something that it's the hardest thing to figure yeah. out. So who knows why we're not, uh,
0: we're not, we can't email between After each earth, other. I'm using doing that off my phone. I sent it. And I'm wondering if with the zoom on my phone, the whole thing, that somehow, as soon as I hang up, they're going to come through. I bet, bet, that, bet you that's. I bet you that's that. I bet you that's preserves bandwidth for Zoom. I don't know, but uh-huh. uh, Paul, very much.
1: Okay, thanks, Eric. And if you ever, you know, same thing. If you if we're, you have somebody rework it, and then you want to come back and revisit and call in another time, we're happy to give you our input. Thanks for reading our blogs, and uh, it was a it was a pleasure having you on the
0: call. Well, thank you very much. Have All a right, great, thanks, week. Eric. All right. All right. Good talking to you. Thank you for listening to the Mainline Kitchen Design Podcast with nationally acclaimed kitchen designer, Paul McEllery. This podcast was brought to you by Brighton Cabinetry, high quality custom cabinetry at competitive prices. For more on kitchen cabinets and kitchen design, go to www.mainlinekitchendesign.com.